Spirituality creates influence in the church, but success gives you greater influence in the marketplace. And make no mistake about it, the marketplace is the primary concern for the expansion of the kingdom. Welcome to 83K Nation. Dr. Keith Johnson here, your Christian success strategist. This show is all about empowering you with the strategies, skills, tactics, and tools to help you reach your next personal, professional, and financial summits to increase your influence, impact, and income fast. So some of you, when you hear these numbers, $400,000 a year, a million dollars a year, how is that even possible? The reason why you don't see it as even a possibility is because you're looking at your current financial vehicle, which for many of you, it's your job, and you see the limitations. Hey, I can only go so far. I can only make so much. In order to get to where you need to go faster, you have to change vehicles. You can't continue to ride a bicycle and think you're gonna get places faster and further. Welcome 83K Nation and thank you for joining me once again. Please do us a favor, like, rate, review, and subscribe so that you can be part of this awesome movement as we empower you to climb your 83K mountain for God. To make $83,000 extra a year, $83,000 a month, $83,000 a week, and $83,000 a day. No matter where you are financially with your income, we want to help you scale your next mountain for God. Hey, we've been talking about the three F's to climbing your 83K mountain. And I've been sharing these three fundamental principles for reaching your summit. We talked about face it, faith it, and focus on it. And right now, I've been in the process of focusing on that first foundational principle, which is face it. And in the last show, I talked about facing your money realities. Number one, I told you that we are spiritual beings, right? Who live in a materialistic world that operates by money. Now, whether you like that or not, it doesn't really matter. The facts are the facts. Money is how things operate down here in the natural world. So you got to just face that reality. Number two, we talked about you've got to set bigger targets at making at least $400,000 a year and we learned how $400,000 a year is actually the starting line, the starting line for building wealth. And then we also told you that you need to be somewhere in the neighborhood from $400,000 to a million dollars. So some of you that should like ring your bell, hopefully, and say, man, I am way behind. 
What am I doing being satisfied with 50,000, 80,000, or six figures, $100,000? You see, my friend, you cannot change what you tolerate. And once you decide, hey, I am not going to tolerate making this amount of money any longer, and you begin to set new targets, that's when your life changed. And finally, we talked about the need to change financial vehicles. So some of you, when you hear these numbers, $400,000 a year, how is that even possible? A million dollars a year, how is that even possible? The reason why you don't see it as even a possibility is because you're looking at your current financial vehicle, which for many of you, it's your job, and you see the limitations. Hey, I can only go so far. I can only make so much. So, you see, in order to get to where you need to go faster, you have to change vehicles. You can't continue to ride a bicycle and think you're going to get places faster and further. You, you got to change. You got to give... You got to give up the bicycle. You got to jump in the Corvette. You got to, you got to get rid of the Corvette, jump into the jet. <laughs> you got to get rid of the jet and jump into a rocket. You got to be willing to change financial vehicles to help you reach your destination. Today's broadcast, I want to talk to you about this face it thing, but in a different perspective. I want to talk about you facing the reality of your own wrong belief systems that's causing you to continue to get bad results. Now, before I share that, I want to tell you a little story about me back in the day when I was 16 years old. I had this Ford Galaxy 500 with the 320 what, what was it, like a 320 engine in it. It was fast. I love that convertible. I love driving around and not a whole lot's changed. I like driving fast. I remember one time I was in a hurry to get somewhere. I jumped in my car and I started to take off down the road. And I'm like, something's not wrong with this car. It's not performing well. And I would tromp on the accelerator and it just wasn't going. And I noticed out the back, like there was smoke coming out the back. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? I'm, I'm going too slow. What's wrong with this car? What's wrong with Ford? What's, what, what, what's wrong with this engine? And you know what I discovered? I had the emergency brake on. Yeah, that's right. And because I had the emergency brake on, I was going slower. My car was not performing, getting the results that I wanted it to get. And see, my friend, what is the difference between a person who is a billionaire or maybe a person who makes $100 billion versus you? What's the difference? You see, the billionaire has simply learned how to make money faster than you. The billionaire simply doesn't have their emergency break on, so to speak, like you. And here's what I want you to know. 
Money loves speed, but money hates friction. I want to say that again. Money loves speed, but money hates friction. And today we're going to learn about the fact that some of us have created friction with our money. And that's why an abundance of money is not flowing to us at a fast rate. Now, because I like speed, I, I wanted to show this video. I just think it's so awesome uh, of what happens, right? When you have a desire, man, huh, man, I, I want things to happen faster financially in my life. Man, I want to go fast. And yet, it seems like you're going round and round. Remember, God told the children of Israel, you've been circling this mountain long enough. And I want to show you what happens when you try to put your foot on the accelerator of a car, but you have the brakes on at the same time. Let's watch how that works. Guys, don't get hit by And that is exactly what happens. When you have your foot on the accelerator and you have another foot on the brake, what are you going to do? You're going to do a donut and you're just going to go round and round and round. That's like many people right now. They live their entire lives financially just circling around and round and round and they never get ahead. So here's what I want to give you. I want to talk to you about what causes friction because money loves speed but it hates this thing called friction and here's the thing bad beliefs create bad behavior and bad behavior creates bad results that's the formula so some of you are looking at your financial statements your financial results and you're like i don't like these financial results so you think well if i pray to god things will change well if i maybe I'm, i got sin in my life i gotta i gotta get the sin out maybe that's why my money's not working or you come up with uh you know all these reasons well it's the president's fault it's it's inflation it's the government, it's where I live, it's the color of my skin, and on and on and on and on. But you don't stop to consider, maybe the reason why you're getting bad results financially has nothing to do with all of that, and it has everything to do with wrong beliefs that you have that bring restriction, that actually cause friction in your life and causes you to make money slower. 
because wrong beliefs create wrong behaviors, which create these wrong results. Now, not only do we have that, but we also can embrace what? Old strategies. Old strategies plus old actions create what? Cause you to be stuck. And a lot of people today are embracing old strategies from the farming age and the industrial age. And they're taking action on those old strategies. And that's why many people who are still even teaching those, financial gurus still teaching those principles, the people who follow them, the masses are not getting results. Oh yeah, there's a handful. And of course, they are gonna promote those handfuls that are getting results. And because they're at such a mass level, it's gonna appear like, wow, they're getting massive results. But listen, I've been inside the churches, the mega churches that support some of these financial Christian gurus and I've done my own survey, and here's what I found out. Only 2% of people ever really experience a change in their life by embracing some of these old, wore-out strategies of the farming and industrial age. That's why you don't want the old strategies. You need the new strategies with a new action plan. So what? So that you can get unstuck and change your finances. You see, my friend, results. Results are your best friend. When you look at your bank statement, that's a result, an external result, revealing what's going on on the inside of you because your outer world always flows in direct proportion to your inner world. If you have wrong beliefs inside of you, you are going to produce bad results. Now results, they don't lie. They're your best friend. People, pimps, and politicians, <laughs> they all lie. They all lie. But results, they're telling you the truth. That some changes need to take place. That you have what? you have some wrong beliefs. And until you remove the friction, you're still going to have these bad behaviors and you're still going to be stuck and you're still going to get horrible results and never be able to build wealth, stay bound up in consumer debt and never experience the abundant life that God has for you. But what happens if you hold on to these unbeliefs, you hold on to these old strategies, these old plans? What happens is you will look for supportive voices that will support those wrong belief systems, support those old, old uh, strategies, the old tactics. You will find other voices that will support your comfort, that will support what you already believe. But really, if you want change, you've got to find somebody who's saying something different. Because here's what I know. If you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to keep getting what you've always got. And the beliefs that you have today have led you to where you are in this moment. So what you want to do 
is you want to find some new strategies so that you can take a new action plan so that you can change your financial situation. And what I want to share is just what I call some emergency breaks. Some wrong belief systems that people are embracing today that can keep people, keep you doing donuts financially and never getting ahead. One of the belief systems that I run into is, you know, you can give your way to wealth. <laughs> See, so many people teach in the church and we've heard in the church over and over and over again, of course, preachers telling us that we can give our way to prosperity. And I say, yeah, oh, sure. Generosity and giving is definitely part of the wealth equation, but it's not the whole part of the wealth equation. See, here's what I found. You can do what's right with 10% of your money, but if you don't know how to multiply the 90%, see, the scripture teaches us that we're supposed to be fruitful and multiply. The command is multiplication, not addition, but what? Multiplication. So I've seen people do what's right with 10%, but not know what to do with the 90%. And a lot of them do wrong things with the 90%. Or not only do they do wrong things by wasting a lot of it, or they just don't know, how do I take this 90 that I get to keep and how do I multiply it? See, my friend, I'm going to make a statement that will probably shock you. You can give your way to poverty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I had a friend that pastored a mega church. I mean, he pastored a mega church for almost three decades. I mean, think about this. Here's a pastor. Very successful. Big church. Lots of money coming in. Affluent area. And yet, a big giver. Great heart, great guy. And yet when he died, he died penniless. He died le leaving his widow homeless without income coming in. He gave his way into poverty. And I know some people think, oh, well, oh, no, I, let me tell you, I can show you a list a list of preachers who died broke. They were giving, but they didn't understand that it's not just the giving. You got to know what to do with the other 90%. Another belief system I find that creates an emergency break from wealth accelerating in your life is this thought. Save your way to wealth. Oh, you, I'm sure you've had your parents teach you. You, you got to save money. You got to save money. You got to save money. Well, I was in a room once with a billionaire and he said, savers are losers. Man, when he said that, I was like, what? Because I heard that all my life, right? You have the little penny bank. It's a pig, symbol of a pig. 
and you put your, 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 your money in there, right? And like, like you just keep adding a penny at a time, right? It's addition. Saving is all about addition. That's not how the wealthy think. The wealthy think multiplication. See, that, that's why savers are losers. It's like my dog. My dog's a loser. He, I give him a bone and, and he runs outside and he buries it in the, in the yard. He covers it up with dirt. And then guess what? The dirt, <laughs> the dirt just erodes it away. Or one of our birds come and dig it up and the bird eats it. Why? He's trying to save it. Savers are losers because all they experience is addition. Oh, I'm going to go put my money in the bank. Well, all you're going to get is a very small percentage of, and that's addition. You see, wealthy people think, I'm going to take money not to save the money. I'm going to take the money to invest the money. So I'm storing money in order to invest instead of saving money for addition. And you see, here's the thing. If you don't get into multiplication, that's when inflation can exceed your income. And that's what people are experiencing right now. Inflation is increasing faster than the amount of money you can actually save. So you're losing. You're not gaining. Not to mention the value of the dollar is going down. So instead of taking that money and saying, I need to invest this where I can multiply it, we still have people thinking, I'm a saver, I'm a saver. And that's still being preached even today. Another, what I call emergency break, would be this concept of get-rich-quick schemes. Watch out for those get-rich-quick schemes. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you. The only way to get rich is quick. Remember what I said at the beginning. What's the difference between a billionaire and you? A billionaire knows how to get rich quicker than you. <laughs> and yet, we have Christian gurus out there still still pumping. Oh man, take it slow, take it long. Well, if all you look for is opportunities that are slow and long, guess what's going to happen? You're never going to spot opportunities that are fast. And let me tell you today, people are becoming millionaires faster than ever in the history of the world by a lot of different avenues. And so here's what I want to give you, right? S slow is the farming age. Farmers in the farming age thought I can only plant one seed one time a year and I get a harvest one time a year. That's it. Farmers don't think like digital people today. Like myself. I'm looking for a harvest every single day. When I go to sleep at night, in my underwear. <laughs> I have digital intellectual property that's out there on the internet, taking up space. And that digital property is making me money every single day of my life. And so 
it's a whole lot different, right? It's a different day where you don't have to wait. You can make money fast and quick because you can do it every minute. You could do it every hour. You could do it every, every five hours. You could do it every 24 hours. It's constant. Where in the farming age, to think of getting rich quick, that was like, it's got to be a scheme. Because to a farmer, there's, how, how can this be? And that's where that whole phrase was birthed from the farming age. But here's what we got to realize today is that it's easier to make a lot of money in a short amount of time than it is to make a lot of money in a long period of time. Did you just get that? It's easier to make it fast today. It's hard to make it over a long period of time. And here's the dynamic. If you wait for the long haul, you may end up at the end realizing, I still don't have enough. That's where seniors are today. Seniors who thought that they could retire, thought that they would be well off. Today, a lot of seniors didn't factor in the speed of money and the speed of inflation, the cost of things. And now they're deciding, do I buy gasoline? Do I buy medicine or do I buy food? Which one do I buy this month? I live in Florida, trust me. There's a lot of them that bought into the myth. They bought into the lie and now they're struggling. You need to make money fast and find faster ways to be able to do that. Now, you see, that's why I created 83K Academy. Because one of the things I teach business leaders is you got to find a business, right? That you can make money fast and one that has high profitability. And the information business is the fastest way to do two things make a lot of money and make high profitability. As a matter of fact, the information business uh, averages around a 78% profit margin. So meaning I have people come to me, what kind of business should I start? What kind of new vehicle should I get into? And I always tell them, build an information empire. Go solve a person's problem. Go meet a, a person's need. Uh, go heal somebody's pain. Let's, let's create some intellectual property. Some people tell you, go, go, you know, go, to, go to Grant Cardone. He'll tell you, hey, go buy an apartment complex, a physical property. But it's going to take millions for that. You're going to have to know some big people who have a lot of money to be able to do that. But all of you can build some intellectual property by what you know. And that's why we have 83K Academy. Hey, I'd love for you just to hear a little bit about that right now. Are you an aspiring Christian author, speaker, or coach? Then I've got something just for you. I'm opening up a few spaces in my private mentoring program, 83K Academy. In less than six weeks, I will take you through a step-by-step -step process to launch your expert business completely from scratch. You will get a brain dump of my 25 years in this business, 
from launching a multi-million dollar brand, writing a bestseller, traveling the globe as a paid speaker, and even consulting billionaire entrepreneurs and CEOs. This is truly an opportunity of a lifetime to have me personally mentor you to discover your one word as we build your multi-million dollar expert business together. To apply for one of the few remaining spots in the program, head over to 83kacademy.com and submit your application to qualify now. Godspeed, my friend. All right, let's get into our next emergency break, which is this one. Debt-free is the goal. <laughs> yeah, I had people tell me, man, you need to focus on getting debt-free. Get debt-free. Get debt-free. And here's what happened to me. I focused on getting debt-free, and guess what happened to me? I got in more debt because what you focus on begins to magnify. And what most people don't realize is debt-free is still ground zero. I run into a lot of people that say, hey, I'm debt-free, but then let's say they want to go do something or, they, or I, I offer them an opportunity to uh, invest in a project we have. And they say, well, we, we don't have any money. I'm like, well, debt-free is not the first step. Debt-free is ground zero. What you want to do is you want to get rich. It's like playing baseball. You know, you got to go to first base before you go to second base. And first base is not debt-free. First base is you got to want to get rich. You got to want to bring in more income so you can squash that debt in your life. So increase of income is your real problem, not debt. The other emergency break I hear often is material things are evil and spiritual things are good. So stay away from money, stay away from anything material because the love of money is the root of all evil. Of course, we've heard that time and time. And the key there is the love of. And that word really is the lust. It's, it's a much deeper word. It's someone who just lusts for it. When reality is the first sin in the garden was, was a lack problem. God said, hey, I put you in this garden. I gave you every tree to eat, but don't, don't eat of this tree right here. One tree, I put, place you in a garden of abundance. Don't eat of this one. And they focused on what they lacked. You know, lack causes more people to do evil things than what abundance does. Oh yeah. Because of lack, people do some really evil stuff. They sell drugs. Because of lack, women will sell their bodies to old men. Ugh. A lot of people will do a lot of evil stuff because they lack money. That, my friend, is the root of all evil. Well, where did all this come from? Because we got a belief system in the church that money's evil, stay away from it, but anything that's spiritual, it's all good. 
Well, listen, my friend, this came from a long time ago. This came from the belief systems from the Persians. The Persians believed that everything spiritual was good. Anything material was evil. And then the Persians traded that belief system to the Greeks. Then the Greeks passed it on to the Romans. And we know from Rome, Catholicism started from Constantine when he had the vision of the crosses in the air and he Christianized Rome. But you see, there was a mixture. The Hebrews always believed that Genesis 1 was true, that everything God created, everything God created, God looked at it and said it was good. Now you got the Persians, who are heathens, who are not Hebrews. They look at everything materialistic and say it's all bad. They label it all bad. So that belief system came into the Roman Catholic Church. And that's why the priest, just so you have a little history of all this, that's when the priest said, hey, anything that's pleasurable here on earth, I've got to deny myself. I can't have sex. I can't have any material possessions. I'm going to go lock myself up in a, in a cave somewhere in a monastery and be a monk and get as far away as I can from anything of the world so I can get close to God. Because the poorer I can get, the closer I can get to God and the more God will accept me. And ladies and gentlemen, that philosophy spread all over the world because not only did it spread in the catholic church it also spread in the protestant church and it's still being passed down that lie has been passed down for generations and generations where people still think of this duality that there's a spiritual side good material side bad god said no 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 it's all good the Jewish people believe money is good as long as it's in good hands. It's a, it's a person's hands that determines whether that money is used for good or evil. But Jewish people believe money is important and money is good and money can help others and money is necessary and money is a tool. They believe positive things about money. So guess what? They have more of it. <laughs> the same people who read our same Bible have an abundance. And yet Christians, predominantly the Christian church, believe the lie. So Jewish people dominate the top 10 billionaire list. The top 100. It's Jewish people who read the Old Testament. So listen, my friend. Material things is good when it's in your hands. You ought to confess that. Money's good when it's in my pocket. It may be bad in your pocket. It's not bad in my pocket. And so here we are, right? We have preachers preaching this and people believing it. And one thing you need to be aware of is that 
There's so many financial problems that people have today. But most pastors don't have the ability to be able to provide you with the solutions. That's why we have 83K Nation here. They don't understand because most pastors make $70,000 a year. They can't help you make $400,000, make a million dollars a year. They can't help you because they don't know themselves. And all they know to teach you is what they know. They know to teach you, just give to God, just give to God. And that is a principle, but that's not the total picture. And it's unfair for, the, for us to demand them to, to have those answers. We want them to talk to us about God and help us to grow our piety, our, our prayer life, our, our, our scriptural life, our our, our, our side of us that is, is we want to grow our walk with God. That's what I want my pastor to do. Challenge me in my walk with God. But a lot of our belief systems come from pastors that didn't know any better. Now, if you're a pastor and you're hearing me, you're getting all offended. Hey, don't get offended. Learn more. Learn about money so you can actually help your people. Equip them. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. Equip them. And if you don't know, bring people in that, that, that have the cutting edge knowledge to be able to train your people. That's what we're here for. We all need one another. You're not, the, you're not Superman. You're not the go-to man for everything. My pastor friends out there, rabbis have to go. You, some of you may not know this. Rabbis have to go to money school. They have to learn about investments. They have to understand principles about money and wealth. Why? Because their congregations are wealthy and rabbis help their business leaders to grow their businesses, to make more money. Now, here's one of the things I want to share with you. One of the things that we are challenged with is that many people don't understand what I'm going to get ready to tell you right here. Many preachers preach the warnings of God and forget to preach the promises of God concerning money. See, the Bible's an, an amazing book. It's a book of stories. It's a book of stories about men and women who did right and men and women who did wrong. It's a book full of promises from God about success, prosperity, abundance. Watch this. It's also a book full of warnings about success, prosperity, and abundance. It shares both. And a lot of people get in arguments. It's like one, one pastor over here, hey, God wants you to be rich. Other pastor over here, hey, you stay away from money. It, it'll lead you to hell, right? And they're both fighting. And the truth is, it, I call it what I call the success coin has the promises of God and the other side of money is the perils of God. 
the promises of prosperity and what? The perils of prosperity. They're both. Success in life comes when you understand both of them. That you're functioning by the promises of God and you're feeding yourself the promises of God. God wants me to prosper. God wants me to be wealthy. God wants me to be rich. You're feeding yourself the promises of God. But then you're also on the other side and understanding, hey, I got to be careful, right? I don't want to be a Judas. I got the story of Judas, how he sold out for money, right? I, I, I don't want to fall in to the other warnings that, that it talks about in Deuteronomy 8, where God says, hey, be careful when you go in to the promised land that you forget the Lord your God who brought you in there. Right. And you say, it's my power that got me all this wealth. What is that? That that's the peril of prosperity. That's a warning to us. God's not opposed to us having prosperity. He promises it, but he also warns it. That's why the Bible's a brilliant book. But here's what happens. Most preachers get down here in the perils, the warnings. And they preach and preach and preach and preach about the warnings. And they scare people. They scare people to their God-given right to prosperity, success, and abundance. And I'm just here to tell you, once you understand these two things, it's a game changer for you. And what we need to, what we need to have is somebody somebody in our life that's telling us both of these now money is a currency and money moves money moves away from financial ignorance and it moves toward financial intelligence if you want money to start moving to you faster you've got to build your financial intelligence that's why I'm going to tell you, subscribe to this show. Watch this show on a regular basis. Get my Financial Fast Track University. Pick up my Financial Fast Track book. Because if you want money to come to you, right? You, it's the same way the Bible says faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Healing comes by hearing. Finances come by hearing. So build your financial intelligence because ignorance, money says, I'm not, I'm not coming your way. Money moves. It's a currency. It, it's a current. It moves. It moves away from ignorance toward those who have intelligence. It moves away from low energy and it moves for, to high energy things. It moves to people who have big visions, big dreams, big desires. If you don't want anything, oh, I don't want anything. That's low energy and it's never going to move to you. That's why you don't have it. It doesn't move towards laziness. The lazy man becomes poor, the Bible says, but the diligent become rich. It moves to people who are on the move. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't move towards small desires and small dreams. It moves away from small, small thinking. And it moves towards big desires and big dreams. Money moves away from fear. 
holding on. And money moves towards people who operate in faith. Now, those are a lot of the roadblocks. I can give you more like we just talked about. Money's evil. And I told you that it's not evil. It's really the lack of money. It's really whose hands it's in. Like a hammer. A hammer is not evil. It's a tool. In the hand of a killer, it could be used to hit somebody over the head and kill them. In the hand of a carpenter, it could build a mansion. It could build something beautiful for God. It could build a church. We have crazy things like money does... Money doesn't make you happy. You know there's not a scripture in the Bible that says that. No. As a matter of fact, the Bible says the blessings of the Lord makes a man rich and adds no sorrow with it. Well, the opposite of no sorrow is what? Happy. Recent studies are showing and proving that people who make over $80,000 a year are happier. More money does equal happiness psychologically. And the Bible says that also. The other thing I heard somebody say the other day says, well, I'll be rich when I get to heaven. <laughs> that does you no good here on earth. Remember the Lord's Prayer. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's no lack in heaven. There's no poverty in heaven. Streets of gold. Heaven's an opulent place and God wants opulence here on earth and for you to pray for that. I heard somebody say, well, if I get rich, I'm taken from somebody else. My friend, there is so much money in the world. So much money setting, doing nothing. You're not taken from somebody else. When you add value to you, people want to show you appreciation for what you do. Or I hear this, the wealthy are greedy and selfish and I don't want to be that. Let me tell you, my friend, greed. What is greed? Greed wants something and doesn't want to pay the price that's required. Basically, greed wants something for nothing. Ambition says, I don't want something for nothing. Ambition is good. And we've made it evil today. Ambition is good. Ambition says, I want to add value to people. I want to help people. I want to solve problems, meet needs, heal pains. I want to do something with my life that's big. And when you do something big to help others, guess what? They're going to reward you with money. Now, our big point for today is this. Many people have this thing. I just want to get out of debt. Wrong belief system. That's not first base. That will come later. Consumer debt anyway. There's good debt. There's bad debt. Consumer debt. When you go into debt for stuff that doesn't generate you money, that's, that's bad debt. Good debt is debt that you're in. 
that produces passive income coming into your life. Right? We've got to move our thoughts into, I just want to be debt free to, I just want to be rich. That's where I need your mind shifting. You need to get rich first so you can squash debt. Poverty and middle class, my friend, are the real enemies. The real enemies to your dreams. Therefore, you've got to move out of poverty and middle class thinking and into rich thinking, wealthy thinking, abundant thinking. You've got to get mad at the real thief. You've got to punch back that devil of poverty and middle class and say, I'm going to punch back with a huge desire to get rich myself. Right beliefs, right behaviors, right results. And when you get results, guess what? You get happy, happy, happy because you are making progress and you can see the progress. Hey, my friend, I just want to encourage you. Wrong beliefs breeds bad behaviors gets bad results. Let's get your money think right. This is Dr. Keith Johnson. And until next time, Godspeed, my friend.